Welcome to episode 30 of Manager Mysteries and Mishaps, presented by Quantum Workplace. In this podcast, we explore meaningful and actionable insights to help you become a better manager. I'm Dr. Dan Harris, lead researcher here at Quantum Workplace. In this episode, I'll be conducting an interview about the employee experience. Way back in the third episode of this podcast, I defined employee engagement at length, breaking it down into its various parts. I also briefly explored what employee engagement is not, with it not being the same as employee satisfaction or happiness. I'm mentioning all that because of how some organizational topics are treated. Some, like employee engagement, gradually become very popular to the point where they're part of the foundation of people strategies within organizations. Over time, however, those topics often get mischaracterized, misrepresented. Things are lumped in that don't belong. For example, employee satisfaction and happiness are both related to employee engagement, but that doesn't mean they're the same as engagement. That leads me to the topic of this episode, employee experience. I think this is one of those topics that has become rather popular in a short period of time and will probably continue to become even more popular. But like employee engagement, it seems like the topic of employee experience has been misrepresented almost from the get-go. I'll get back to that point later in this episode. Right now, I want to focus on the viewpoint of someone who specializes in the employee experience. To offer a picture of what it's like to craft the employee experience, I interviewed Megan Johansson, Senior Manager of Employee Experience at Marvin Windows and Doors. Megan talks about what the employee experience is, having it as a corporate strategy, and embracing a culture of testing and learning. So to make sure everyone's on the same page, what is the employee experience? Okay, so for our company, the employee experience is about how our employees experience the offerings, the programs, their workspace, technology, um, the cultural environment, how they experience everything. Um, So it's applying the work that we do. It's about applying the employee lens to everything that we do and create Mm -hmm. from the end user experience perspective. And so how is that different or evolved than things like organizational culture, employee engagement, things like that? Here's what's really different or how we're thinking about it. Engagement for us is sort of like our health report that tells us where are we on fire? Where do we have opportunities for improvement that we need to address or we're not going to get better? The experience perspective is how we enhance the experience based on the feedback and inputs that we get from our employee base. What are the moments that we create? How do we make improvements that impact the way that they work and the environment that they work in? And what are some ways that you capture those moments? Some of the more tactical things um, or the approach that we take is from a human-centered design lens. So we spent a year um, with a team immersed in human-centered design work and problem solving. And so Mm -hmm. we brought that back to our organization and are now applying that to how we problem solve and create experiences. So instead of coming from the lens, so we take the employee engagement survey results and then what we learn from that, we then go out and ask our employees to provide inputs on what does that mean to them and what does good look like or what would they like to see us do to solve for that. 
So we create empathy interviews and then we take that feedback and try to solve those problems based on the inputs from them. We're designing for our employees. And so with those designs being made for employees with that employee-centric mindset, Mm -hmm. where do people managers play in all of this? One of the things that we learned from our employee engagement survey was that our number one focus was around making sure employees felt valued. And so we spend a lot of energy addressing our customers' experience with our product. But now we're looking at it as though our employees are our customers. And so for our people managers, it's about designing, creating, and supporting with a people-first mentality. And so with designing, creating, and supporting that people-first mentality, I guess breaking each one of those down, what can people managers do to help think about the design, for example, of the people-first mentality? Asking the employees what they want and actually doing something with it. So right now, we're gathering those inputs and we're designing and building things to address those wants. And so it's, you know, the more tactical things would be mother's rooms. We have mothers Mm -hmm. out in the plant who don't have access to an amazing space that makes them feel comfortable and celebrated Mm -hmm. and supported. And so we're creating and testing pop-up mother's rooms. Um, We're bringing in hot meals and pumping in um, skylights to bring in natural light so that they have an experience that's not like typical manufacturing lunchroom space. We're providing wellness programs and initiatives. We have on-site clinics, different fitness programs. These are all based on the answers our employees have provided to us. It's just us taking action and creating them for them. So if part of the design of that people-focused, people-centered mentality is for people managers to gather that feedback, what can they do to help then create, kind of realize that feedback? It's about listing um, and then taking and doing something with it, that feedback that we've, we've learned. So employee experience for us doesn't roll up through HR. It actually mm-hmm. rolls up through corporate strategy and design. And so it's really about having employee experience as a part of our corporate strategy versus something that's specifically rolled to human resources. So employee engagement comes with that. One of the things that we've learned about ourselves as we've been on this exploratory journey in employee experience and human-centered design is that in past life, or what we're trying to change culturally, is that we have typically come from a space of gathering centers of excellence or subject matter experts and prescribing an approach that we deem to be the best or where we've seen past successes. What's changing and shifting is that we're now asking our employees for the answers to the test and designing based on what they're telling us is the answer, not us telling them. They're a part of our decisions, Mm -hmm. which is incredibly powerful. So rather than kind of a bottom-down prescriptive approach, it's more bottom-up inclusivity? Yes, it's welcoming a test and learn um, culture where in the past it's been, here's the strategy or here's the program or here's the approach that we'll take. Now it's very much, um, we're testing that with our employees. Let's test, let's learn, let's try it, let's fail, let's win, Mm -hmm. um, and implement or bring it to scale where it makes sense. So at home, we're testing and learning, doing prototypes that we hope, um, after gathering input and doing empathy interviews, that we can then bring to scale at an enterprise or company-wide level. 
one of the ways that employee experience shows up for us is in our workspace. So recently we've really moved away from sort of that cubicle setting, um, head down, closed office doors, and, and how we think about our new purpose statement, which is around improving well-being, mm-hmm. um, creating amazing spaces to enhance life for people, um, is all focused on how we create an environment that people enjoy working in that inspires collaboration and, and more closely models the employee experience and how you come to work and feel excited and invigorated versus maybe siloed or um, closed off. And how have those workspaces been changed or modified to be more collaborative, more people-centric? They're very open floor plan, a lot of windows. You can move them. Um, you can design the space to accommodate the meeting group or the setting that you're trying to create. It's a beautiful experience where you look forward. The idea is that you come to work excited to fix your cup of coffee amongst your peer group and to mm-hmm. connect with people. There's drop zones for impromptu meetings, um, collaborative workspace where you don't have to make an appointment. It's not a closed door. It's open windows, bright lighting, um, fresh, Nordic, modern. It's true to our culture. It represents our history and our traditions, but it's also refreshed. What do you think has been the greatest challenge that you've found when trying to make all those changes in the name of employee experience? Like the largest barrier, the largest hurdle to overcome? The most interesting potential barrier is that employee experience and applying that lens to the work that you do is impacted by everything. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, this is an employee experience. I'm, I should call that team. I think they can support. So if it's hosting meetings or hosting events or communicating new things, it's everything from onboarding um, to the employee engagement survey to company-wide held events, brand transitions. And the employee experience is really everything that we do. So the barrier is that if you're setting up a department focused on employee experience, how do you define what that is and where that shows up because it's so broad, mm-hmm. potentially so broad. And so how did your team, how did your organization set up those boundaries of the employee experience given how broad of a definition, how broad of a term the experience is? Here's the exciting part. They're not totally set up. So we're in a transformational period where we did the employee engagement survey, learned that feeling valued was something that was impactful for our employees and that here are the places that it showed up. So what we learned from that, we recognized the need to en- enhance the employee's experience when they come to work to make it a mm-hmm. great place to work. We updated our purpose um, to imagine and create better ways of living. And so we owed it to our employees to do the same for them. And so it's it's testing and learning and having the conversations with people as the requests come up to help educate them on what it is and where it shows up. So. It's not necessarily in the every single day tactical pieces. It's in those pieces if those pieces can be brought to scale. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it's an enterprise-wide department that's testing and learning at home so that we can take some of these really neat learnings at this point in our journey, because it is so early on, to think about how we can bring that to others and throughout the company. Employee experience is such a hot and kind of new topic right now anyway. It's difficult to think about the future necessarily because it's just kind of getting its foot in the door right now. But have you seen anything, heard anything, thought of anything that 
you're kind of excited for over maybe the next year, even five years of the potential for the employee experience. Absolutely. So I mentioned a few of the tactical approaches, some of the, the little things that we're testing and learning. The ultimate goal is that we're taking our, our home office and we're remodeling a wing to an updated workspace that is all about the employee experience, but that's just the space. And it's how do we live in that space and bring these things to life. And so to bring that to scale, one of the things that we're doing from an employee experience perspective is exploring what employee concierge might be. And so it's this brainstorm list of ideas that would make people's lives better while they're at work and outside of work. So it's offering services. We, we have many employees who work odd shifts. We have many employees who work core hours during business days. We're in a small town. You can't go do your day-to-day tasks. You can't ship. You can't go to the get your driver's license, you can't order flowers, you don't have time to go to the grocery store. So how do we bring some of those services to life in the workplace? Uh, provide wellness so you can do on-site fitness. Uh, there's really this this dream list that we'd like to bring to fruition and, and do that by prioritizing it based on what employees say they would love to have most available to them so that they can be more present when they're at home. The other piece is technology. So as we look ahead to the next one to five years, it's how do we create the tools and resources to make all of these experiences better, faster, um, more fluid. From my perspective, the most important thing that Megan said was about embracing or at least welcoming a culture of testing and learning, or, you know, a test and learn culture. This is a strategy in which decisions are often built from the bottom up based on employee perceptions and feedback, rather than only being determined by the opinions of senior leadership. Likewise, it's about testing, learning, trying things out, failing and winning, and finally implementing what wins at scale in a way that makes sense for your organization. To me, most every organization should attempt to operate in this way, or at least adopt certain principles from it. Now, at the beginning of this episode, I made a point about how I view the employee experience. What I wanted to say is that I've seen tons of comparisons between employee experience and employee engagement, often along the lines of something like, move over employee engagement, now there's employee experience, or employee engagement is dead, long live employee experience, you know, things like that. In a very technical definition, employee experience encompasses the overall emotions, attitudes, interactions, and observations made and felt by employees, often through the curation and optimization of employees' technological environments and physical workspaces. So the employee experience can be thought of as a design-oriented way of framing and interpreting organizational culture. And just as employee engagement is a part of and influenced by organizational culture, so too is the relationship between engagement and experience. In other words, the level of connectedness employees feel toward their places of work, you know, their engagement, is part of their unique experience, and that connectedness is influenced by other experiences employees have within their organization. So what I'm trying to say is that employee experience as a topic should not be thought about as a replacement of employee engagement. That's misrepresenting both topics. Instead, I like what Megan said in the interview, that engagement is more like a health report, and experience is how employees' time in an organization is enhanced and improved based on that health report. Long story short, 
employee engagement and the employee experience are not enemies. One isn't better than the other. They're complementary, both being parts of a greater system to make organizations better places to work. And that's it for this episode. Join me next time on Manager Mysteries and Mishaps, where I'll discuss some challenges of being a new manager. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and share with your fellow manager. For more resources to transform the way you manage, check out quantumworkplace.com. Thanks for listening.